Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Imagine someone sitting home mumbling and cackling instead of playing, paying a motherfucking bill. Mumbling and cackling? Welcome back to Mumbling and Cackling with Nick and Chase. Um, happy freaking Pride Month! Happy Pride! Be who you are! I was two minutes ago getting into physical altercation with our cat. <laughs> Chase, no. getting, Chase having active beef right now. No, I was just telling all my friends, like, because I do have like active beef with our cat. And lately, he's been, like, way better and, like, really chill. And I was telling all our friends, like, literally, like, three people in one day asked me if I still have beef with this cat. And I was like, no, like, I think we, like, made up. Like, we're on good terms now. When when, you're, when your nemesis doesn't have opposable thumbs <laughs> and he but, still kicks your ass. But as of this morning, like, genuinely, like, pissing me the fuck off. Like, he's running around, like... That sounds like so mean, but like when he runs around, he like gets a zoomies like a dog, and he's so big that he's like, doo, 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 doo. like it like scampers, and he just like bounces off shit and pushes everything on the ground, and he like stinks. Ugh. Yeah, Nick, he's he's like a little boy cat. Can like, you tell him what? Boy. Can you tell him what he did to you yesterday? Oh, he. <laughs> you know when cats like sit up and they they like put their two paws like in front and they like perk up and like sit up straight yeah, or whatever sitting. so if you imagine like it's posture when it's in that position it's butthole because its tail is like behind it now it's mm-hmm. butthole is like face down like, like on whatever surface like it's pressing on down like like a stamp yeah like like a little <laughs> <laughs> like a little kiss <laughs> and he sat on my hand and he was like being all cute, and I was like petting him with my other hand, like not even thinking about it. I was just like, "Oh, it feels like fur or whatever." And then he gets up <laughs> off my hand and prints on me, and there was like a little dollop of like green on my hand, and I was like, Ew. "I was like, oh, like is that like weed?" Because I like, I don't know, I like couldn't see it very clearly, and I was like, "Oh, maybe that's weed." And I like put my finger on it, and it smeared. Ew. It was caca. It was caca. Like ew, our so scat pod. He's yeah, he's, he's getting under my skin this week. He's in the dog hound. Actually, you know, this morning. Okay, so we did get a harness for the cat, and um, we like to like tie him up to the tree out front and just let him like be outside and like enjoy nature. That sounds really like brutal. <laughs> it's not. He has like a special like comfy harness and yeah. Like, yeah yeah like it's really it's really nice like and he lays on like our couch out front like yeah. he, he in lives the shade in with the a bowl shade. of water yeah like he he lives a good life but <laughs> i went to move my car earlier for street sweeping and when i came back the cat was just tied up out front <laughs> and like alone and i was like what and it was like yeah he's being bad <laughs> He was being so bad. He was galloping around my room. Yeah. Knocked over my water, which he loves to do. Really. Oh, did he knock it on your um Yeah, that was last laptop once. Yeah, yeah, he knocked it all over my bed. Bitch. Like soaked my mattress at Bitch. like 8:45 in the morning. Bitch. So, yeah, he was doing that again and 
when we put him outside, he usually like calms down and like gets to like look at birds and stuff and yeah. it like tires him out. Yeah. So I just like put him out there this morning and I was like keeping an eye on him, but it's a really good strategy, but it yeah. is kind of freaky when you like come home and there's like an animal. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was gone for like 10 minutes and then I leave and I come back and he's just sitting there like eyeing me yeah. with his big old eyes. And I'm like, he looks um. like a little puma. I literally was just like, um, and just kept walking. Like I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't get involved at all. I'm not getting myself involved in this <laughs> shit. Too much beef. Too much beef. Um, well, I know it's been a while since y'all have heard us. Oh my god, yeah. Do we do a horror update? I think we do a horror update. But before our horror update, I <laughs> think we need to talk about the topic that's on the forefront of everyone's mind, the elephant in the room. We got our first ad. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. So I was like, where are you going with this? Where the fuck is this going? <laughs> yeah, no, really epic. We got our first ad. We're gonna start moving different. Um you all should be very afraid of our monetization era era. <laughs> <laughs> that may be short lived. <laughs> but anyways, here is a little bit about them. She buys travel is a woman owned, uh woman operated uh, kind of a one-stop shop for anything travel related. Um, and basically you can think of it as like a sort of travel blog. Uh, there's 45 different writers uh, that work for She Buys Travel and contribute detailed packing lists and real information on where to go, how to get there, what to do, uh, and where to stay right on the She Buys Travel website. And they also have a super active TikTok and an Instagram. Which we are featured in. We are featured on their TikTok. Um, and yeah, they are, it's a mother-daughter duo uh, that operate it and kind of give you literally travel tips for the girls. Yeah. Like that's essentially what it is. It's stuff that's tried and true. Uh, it helps you really cut through the BS, I think, that can like exist online with like all these ads and like crazy things that you're supposed to buy for totally. when you're traveling. Totally. And this is kind of like, you know, this is a, if you know, you know, so, so that, um, and she buys travel. I'm reading down our stats here and they're pretty crazy. She buys travel has over 4 million readers per year. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my word. Oh my word. Um, and yeah, she buys travel is a relatively new company. They started their social media accounts, under six months ago, and they already have over 3 million views just on TikTok. Whoa. And yeah, me and Chase are in some of their TikToks because we have collabed together yes. on our little TikToks. So before. you guys should so go over there and watch some of their TikToks. Yeah. Do you want to plug their ad? Yeah. So they are just at She Buys Travel on everything. So She Buys Travel. Uh, yeah, they're a really great small company if you want to support a woman owned business. Uh, you know, they have their Amazon storefront yes. and links through their website, things like all, all that. And especially if you're planning to kind of freak it this summer, have a hot girl summer. As we are. As we are. You know, you have enough things to think about. Um, let them help you out. Yeah, let them help you out. Let them, you know, help them help you. So that. So that. Uh, so yeah, follow She Buys Travel on everything. And... Thank you, She Buys Travel. Thank you, She Buys Travel. We love you. Mwah. Yeah, so we famously skipped a week. <laughs> yeah, life was not um, 
very nice. I'll put it at that. <laughs> yeah. There was a certain je ne sais quoi about your week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the first domino was in this long effect. Was it your car? No. That was, that was the middle part. Your work? No. It, oh, it, the first thing that started me off as a bad... I basically got fired from my job because... Not necessarily, but like... We are like so overstaffed and that restaurant's making no money and they made us, the corporate came in and it's like, oh, you have to cut a bunch of hours. So my hours got cut in half where I was like, oh, I literally cannot afford to live off of what the money that I'm going to get from this. So I was freaking out and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to find another job. And then I was really stressed because I'm like, I'm also um, going to be gone for like three weeks in July. So I'm like, I can't really Ugh, get in Europe. I'm just going to be in Europe. Like, you know, it's so hard. <laughs> But um, I was like, well, one, this is the time I really need to save money so I can fucking have money to afford to do this trip. Mm-hmm. And um, also, like, um, I can't really start a new job right now because no one's going to hire me if I'm going to be gone for, like, a month. Dang so I was it. Just, dang it. So I was just freaking out about that and, like, spiraling. And I was, like, crying about that. And then um, what else happened? Oh, my car was parked on the street. <laughs> and um, a drunk driver hit the car behind mine that ran into mine and like obliterated my bumper and like the fucking you know the backup can't you know the backup thing when you like back up and it's like the sensor beep, the sensor yeah. yeah it broke the sensor so now there'll be nothing behind my car and i turn it on and it's like <laughs> beep 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 like some, they think it thinks something's behind it maybe like, she just wants you to be extra careful i fucking guess and then they scratch the car and i'm like oh. such are the the horrors of parking in la <clears throat> yeah and that same night the same day that i woke up and to find my car destroyed I got a parking ticket somewhere else. And I was like, can you fucking let up? And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. And it was so That bad. Oh was crazy. I remember you came home like after all that and you were like, and I got a ticket. And I got a parking ticket. And the, yeah. and when I went to work later that day, I was polishing a wine glass. Wine glass exploded, got the deepest gash in my finger. I was spewing blood. Like I'm still recovering. Fuck. It's still like purple. It might be infected. I'm still recovering. <laughs> I'm still recovering. The drama. And no, and I was spewing blood, mind you, like out of my thing. And I'm bleeding through the band-aids, <laughs> bleeding through everything. And then they were like having me continue to work. I'm like, yes, I'm going to go to tables and pick up like their food and be like, oh, here is your um, filet. You, li- you like spurting blood on Manurias. No, literally. I'm like, here's your filet mignon. It comes with the side of um, O positive blood. Like, do Jesus fucking Christ. And finally, I was like, I'm going home. I literally had to say, home. I'm going home. (laughs) And then, um, what else? I'm obsessed with you saying I'm recovering. No, I literally... You're having a Band-Aid on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed. I literally am recovering. No, it's true. It's true. What what else would you call it? There's a mental toll that people don't see. There's a mental toll that like a wine glass that gives you borderline... I thought I was going to have to get stitches. (laughs) And I don't have insurance to do that. So on top of that, I was like... What the fuck am I going to do? And oh. us using our sewing kit to Literally. sew you up. Like actually it was it was spoken about. Yeah, and it was it could have been done. <laughs> we were about to do surgery on my finger. This is what happens my, when fucking our, America doesn't give you healthcare. <laughs> our Your parents, roommate has to give you a fucking instead of going to the doctors, I was actually considering you guys giving me <laughs> stitches with like sewing needle and thread. Our parents being like, "What are you doing in LA?" like our glamorous lives. We're like, we're doing surgery. I'm doing surgery on myself. <laughs> my car just got rear-ended. <laughs> I think I lost my job. So I can't do... And, and on top of that, my so that just makes my day so bad that I can't record my podcast. Like, what are those words? Like, 
Yeah. Like, get up. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, I think I feel a little better. I think my meds are working a little bit more. I think once I do get healthcare, I'm definitely going to start therapy. Well, I think my brain needs it. That'll be I'm, huge. It's going to be huge. I think I need this that. This is your therapy right now. This is my therapy, but I kind of need someone um, <laughs> trained. <laughs> yeah. I need someone with their facts checked. Yeah, I need someone with their facts checked. <laughs> Um, but did you have a, what was your week like? Um, trying to remember. Um, no, you had an eventful week. You had a great week. Um, talk about, talk about the bus. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So I guess like giving a bit of context on it, but like as a kid, I was always like obsessed with Volkswagen buses, like the seventies, like whatever. I like used to have a poster in my room as a kid and I was like, I'm going to own one of those one day. And so my dream was always to come to California and like have a bus and like, you know, you know, the whole vibe. Yeah. Um, and so this weekend I actually went to go see a bus that was like for sale. No. Yeah. If anyone is curious how that's financially possible, I did get run over by a car last year. So do a little math. <laughs> he got her. She got her lawsuit settlement, and she's <laughs> and she's ready to blow. And she's being. It's burning a hole in her pocket. <laughs> let it. Let it cool off, let baby. Cool let off, the check baby. clear. <laughs> the, the Wells Fargo employees like. There's no way this is you. <laughs> there's no. No, the way. This. This is the same bank account with the. <laughs> what is it? The overdraft fees. No, actually, though, like my account has never been over a thousand dollars. I think when I dropped off the check, they were kind of like, um, what the fuck? Because all I, fraudulent. All fraudulent. No. <laughs> no. Because I also dropped off uh, $50 in cash. And I was like, can you put this cash in my savings? And it was like literally 50. It was like a 20 and like random fucking change. And she was like, okay. And then I like dropped off the check. Uh -huh. And I was like, and this. And she was like, um, I'll be right back. <laughs> And she, like, actually went to the back. Okay, but, but your equivalent of you dropping off, like, $50 at the bank is, like, my equivalent of dropping off that big check. Like, if the bank saw me come and show up with $50, they're like, this isn't right. Where'd you get this from? Like, you've never had this much money. You've never had this much in your they account. They go, just kill him. Just just put it. Yeah, this isn't. <laughs> put him yes. down. Where did you? You stole this from somewhere. Like, you've never had this much in your account. Um... Sorry, mm. I also just took a swig of this matcha and it's so fucking delicious. Right before oh, we damn. literally, no, it's they fucked Take it. another girl. They, <laughs> they fucked it no, up. It's really good. I'm going to do it on camera or on mic. Wow. Um, but yeah, me and Nick, we turned on the podcast and we were like, oh, this would be so nice if we had like a coffee or like a matcha. And immediately we were like, Okay, let's go get one. So we just walked down the street to Starbucks and got one. Yeah, we didn't even make it. Like, damn, bitch, did we, we didn't even, even try. Yeah, we didn't even turn on the mics. We were just like, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we needed to perk up, and now we're awake. Now we're awake. We're awake, and we're here. Now that we're on topic, should we get to our um, weekly um, cackler submissions? Yes. Let me. Would you like to go first? Okay. So. Our first uh, cackler submission. So this is through our Jester hotline. Yes. Elaborate on what that is, Nick. Yeah. So, of course, it's our Jester hotline. So it's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can just email us at the little button in our Instagram bio. Uh, or you can DM us, whichever is easier for you. I personally like typing stuff on my computer. So I would email... 
See, that's funny because I'm personally a DM stress. I love a really? good DM. I love to read okay. a good DM. Well, glad we have DM and email representation. Yeah, we have a different representation forever. <laughs> your median of choices. <laughs> um, okay, so our first one is from Sydney. Cackler Sydney. Yas Cackler Sydney. You're so felt in this room right now. You're so felt. Your vibes. Wow, Sydney. Hi, Cacklinitas. Hi. This one's a doozy. So summer of 2021, I was a little 17-year-old girly freshly graduated from high school and foaming at the mouth for some sweet male validation. <clears throat> yeah. That's out. I was unfortunately illegally on Bumble, LOL, and I was chatting up any man that looked like a woman. I got distracted. She's already so me. <laughs> <laughs> any man that looks like a woman, I <laughs> love that. And male validation, sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, I could get along with her. I started talking to a freakish mullet man. Yeah. It's literally me. No, that part. <laughs> no disrespect to mullets, but this imbecile did it wrong. Mm. It is easy mm. to do wrong, I will say. Mm. There's a very like jeunesse quoi that you have to have about like, a mullet <laughs> that's not too um, repub. A little queer. I mean, it has to be a little queer. A little fruit. It has to look a little fucky. It's I will a, say. You need a little sugar in your tank. You need a little sugar in your tank. You need, yeah, you need something to <laughs> off-put that it is objectively. Wait, this, uh, okay, so th this man had a freakish mullet, but he did it wrong. Dang it. Uh, so, oh, but he had a huge septum ring with a skeleton tattoo. He was also 19, so don't fret about a scary age difference. Okay. Okay. Felt. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. He asked for my number after like two days of chatting on the app and called me. I hate when they call you. Really? I hate that. It freaks me out. I'm, I'm like, don't call, like, without talking about it first. Like, don't I'm call me indifferent. Yeah, actually, I want to meet you first before yeah. I call you because it's like, okay. it's just like kind of awkward. It's kind of, know. yeah, no, it's kind of awkward because there's not that, like, you don't get if context you're clues. Yeah, like, if you're talking, this is like basically your first impression. But, and if you're talking to them, like, not in person, it's kind of odd. Yeah. I'd have to agree. So he asked for her number after like two days of chatting on the app and called me. A call? I was not on my SSRIs yet, and the thought of calling someone, let alone a random man, was horrifying to me. That is so real. I don't know why like calls would like freak me out. Like before I was on SSRIs, like uh -huh. I could not like pick up a random call. Rude. Did you get that? I had too much like naivety. No, what's the word? Naivete. Naivete. I would just, I would answer any call and be like, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> I just okay. wanted, I think it's just because I wanted to talk. You defeating <laughs> anxiety by just wanting to gab. Yeah. Wait. I needed a gab. I needed a good gab. <laughs> you did. No, it, mine was like paralyzing. So I totally get this. Um, but the thought of that delectable yet detrimental male validation was too decadent to pass up. So I answered. We ended up talking on the phone from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. the next day. What the fuck? What the hell? It's like 10 hours. <laughs> like, what the fuck were we talking about, though? I'm baffled to think that this freak had enough in his bag of rocks brain that we could talk for so long. Soon after the night of the call, we set up a time to hang out for the first time. This was horrifying, but I was so excited. I bought a bunch of snacks and made him a necklace because I'm a jewel stress. I love a jewel stress. Oh, cute. And planned for us to hike on my fave trail and see the sunset. So dangerous, lol, meeting a rando 
and flewing him out to a remote location in the woods. <laughs> I was not in my right mind. He pulled up in his fuck-ass shitbox Honda and got out of the car to greet me, and I was living my hot Caroline Polachek fantasy with my beautiful flowing brunette locks and Coachella makeup, and I was like, welcome to my island. Hope you like me. You ain't leaving. Wait. Yo. That's a really... I, th- I like that reference. Then she goes on, JK, I did not say that. <laughs> Dang it. I mean, that would have been crazy objectively, yeah. but, but I made three major observations when he exited the vehicle i'm on the edge of my chair (laughs) on the edge of your seat he's one he stank like cigs boom okay sandy's house vibes that's fine newport i can look past that actually that is me wow chase (laughs) he was deaf like five foot four and scrawny also me and she's literally just i'm sorry but like everything she's saying (laughs) is me i'm scrawny i smell like cigs i have a mullet i septum ring (laughs) like damn (laughs) and i was not attracted to him whatsoever Oh. But he did drive an hour to see me, and I wanted that yummy male val. Yeah. So we embarked on our hike. You will do a uh, literally male validation will take you to the craziest places. Yeah, you'll be on a hike in the middle, like in the middle of the night. Male validation and um a little bit of depression. That cocktail will put you in a weird situation. <laughs> it's put me in quite a few weird p- situations. You'll be in a pickle real quick. You will be um questioning a lot of things post this, but continue. Maybe we need to hear some stories from that later. Yeah, that's a different... It's <laughs> a different time. That's a different time. <laughs> and certainly not for free. Mm-hmm. We talked for like an hour about God knows what, and I was so much taller than him and had so much more meat on my bones. It physically hurt standing next to him. We ended up sitting and snacking at my sunset location for two hours before the sunset. At first, just chatting, but then shit got freaky real quick. Mind you, I was not used to anything beyond vanilla, peen, and vagine. But let me set the scene. Okay. Oh, my God. No, Nikki vibes. That double entendre. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was a little bit Roman. That was. (laughs) She let the Roman out. Used to anything beyond vanilla peen and vagine. But let me set the scene. Scene. I am the queen. Her fucking pen. Sorry. Her pen. I heard she ghost wrote um, (laughs) the pink print. (laughs) Cackler Sydney. Cackler Sydney. She's Cardi's writer. (laughs) We are on basically a cliff face of a mountain at dusk, and this man was slapping me across the face, choking me out, flipping me around all willy-nilly, and biting my ears. That's literally our cat. (laughs) (laughs) Our cat, like, biting us. That's our fucking... Yeah, that is our cat. Biting my ears and shit to the tune of Tear You Apart by She Wants Revenge. Then I was, like, slapping him back and shit. The shit was a crime scene if anyone were to come up. But y'all, y'all bitches actually just <laughs> fighting each no, other. Literally. This is me and Chase. Yeah. But mid horrification, my phone starts ringing and we pause to answer it. It's my mom. Oh, no. She said, Your dad was just. Oh, my God. She said, Your dad was just in a car accident and his car is totaled. You need oh. to come home. Me. That's <laughs> <laughs> my car out front. 9 <laughs> 11. That's literally me calling you guys to tell you about my car. This is crazy. <laughs> this series of events. <laughs> What the fuck? I'm literally half naked with with moss in my hair and dirt on my face. Moss. <laughs> and hickeys all over my body. And we have to frantically grab all our shit and flee the scene. We run down the trail. And what do we find? His car has been robbed and ransacked. Holy shit. This is your week. This, this no, is this actually, is exactly. Yeah. This, like, I don't feel any type of way about this because like I have lived this. Yeah. There's something to be said about like when shit goes wrong. It's just... Yeah. One thing after the other. The doors were literally flung open, all the lights on, his glasses stolen, all his CDs stolen, his cooler, 
his electric guitar and amp wow. and cigarette burns and trash all up in the seats. But we were literally in bumfuck nowhere. So what were the police going to do? So we were legit, <laughs> legit illegally on this trail after dark. So we took a silent defeated drive to my home and kissed goodbye. And that was our first hangout. My dad was fine, by the way. I'll me out. Okay. okay. We can laugh. Good. We can, we can cap. I'm sorry, but like this kind of is a really epic way to f- meet someone for the first time. Yeah. Like I know it is. No, a little, it's, it's I know a it's fun a little, story now. I know it's a little fucky, but like imagine like being like, and that time I met your father. <laughs> <laughs> we were robbed. <clears throat> we pretty much acted like we were in a full on relationship for like three weeks after that. We would hang out every weekend, text all the time. And he would tell me his plans for when we would hang out over the school year. Then we planned on hanging out one weekend and he didn't show up when he said he would. So I texted him and he legit sent me an essay on how he felt like he didn't belong and his hard work was unrecognized and his family hates him and he wants to die and all this concerning ass shit. So I go to call him and he blocks me on everything. I'm freaked the fuck out crying like this man is going to kill himself right now. Then four hours pass and I can't reach him. I literally convinced myself he was dead and I had caused it. That's horrible. Then I see his name pop up on Snapchat. I guess he unblocked me. He said, I have to tell you something. I've been cheating on my girlfriend with you for the last two months. What the fuck? Then he reblocked me and that was the end of us until my vagine started getting a little itchtina. Dang it. (laughs) It started getting a little itchtina. (laughs) Fuck. I'm terrified of STDs. You. I had (laughs) literally (laughs) me. I had to pay 200 bucks to get tested because I had no insurance card and no anything. Thank God I was clean and it was just a yeasty prob there from his unsanitary monstrosity of a dick. Wait, and that's it? Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. Yeah. I actually feel like I need an Whoa. update. Yeah, you were you are really on the edge of your seat, quite literally. No, quite literally. I'm like leaning over to like read this. Cackler Sydney, that was delectable. That was delectable. Fuck. I don't even know what to take of that because like, unfortunately, like I, I'm sorry, but there is something so to be said about like a month long situationship, like the, the intensity, the intensity. It's like a drug. Like literally I have had more serious situationships. <laughs> the, some of the greatest minds of our generation have been ruined by, by a situation, by a one month situation. Like literally, it's, true. it's, it's true. literally like a, dr- like a situationship is like a drug. Cause it's like just a crush honeymoon phase. And then it's like, especially when you're not the one to end it like they ended on you like that i take that i used to take those so hard yeah. like i was like what's wrong like you get so that's when you were that's when you were biking around uh, no that's oh my god <laughs> i to an okay i'm Your just gonna covid bike rides like okay, i'm just gonna like very preface this i was talking to this bi guy like in like about like two years ago and he was in a band like both of those should have been red flags oh and third red flag i was the first guy he's ever been with and I would go to his, like, concerts and shows and all this shit. And, like, everything was good. And, like, he took me out to, like, dates and shit. And then... Buy Uncut Schlong will do that to you. Yeah, in a band. <laughs> Sorry. Like, that's uh, that was a little bit up from... Some of the greatest minds of our generation have been taken out have... by Buy Uncut Schlong they in have. a band. And I was one of those minds. <laughs> and, um, literally... And he had, like, a shit car. And he was really, like... And he, yeah, anyways. Ugh, I love a shit car. I love a shit car. It's so hot. But, um, yeah, and then out of nowhere, oh, mind you, we were texting or we were communicating via Snapchat. Like, every red flag known to man, and I was like, that's my man. <laughs> that's my man. Him. Um, and then he that's just, man. And then he just 
you know what he did? He said, can you send me a picture of your hair? Because he was like, wanted to get my his hair cut in a mullet like mine at the time. And sent him a picture, and then he ghosted me. That was the last I ever heard of him. Damn. <laughs> what a fucking bitch. He literally copy-pasted you and, and then blocked. No, literally. And he still has a mullet to this day. And I'm like, my imprint. Whoa. But I took it really hard. And it was the same week that Blue Bannisters by Lana came out. <laughs> and so I bought a bike, and I would just drive i would ride my bike around for like an hour like <laughs> i wish i was coking for like an hour or two and i would just listen to dealer on repeat i don't want to live and actually that situation was like i get up and i went to the psychiatrist and i got on ssri whoa like that was a hard month for me and i was like you need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and get medicated and i did whoa thank god for that man i know Thank God for, you see, everything happens for a reason. So maybe this experience that you had with this fucko may be good for you, Sydney. I agree. I agree. It's true. It's true. Okay. Well, for my submission, I have similar to yours, Nick. It's a horror spring break edition by Cackler Anna. Everyone say hi, Cackler Anna. Hi, Cackler Anna. Her. Hello, Cacklaristas. Hey, girl. <laughs> My freshman year, of, okay, yeah. Anyways, I always, every time I read these, I preface, I'm bad at reading out loud, but I'm certainly getting better. This is a and this is a, And this is a very, very, very long one, so bear with me. Take your time. <laughs> You're being called on for popcorn reading. <laughs> um, okay. My freshman year of college, I went on a spring break trip that literally changed the trajectory of my life and the bond of my friend group. This is the tweet where it's like, I'm going to kill myself in front of you to forever <laughs> change the trajectory yeah. of your life. <laughs> Um, it ref it's referenced constantly and has now left me with crippling fear of hot tubs, bisexual man, and pink Whitney, all which should be feared, quite oh honestly. My God. That was our college experience. Yeah, actually, yeah. In order to give oh, in order to give y'all the full experience, I'll ha this will be so long, so buckle up. Before heading to the beach, we spent a couple nights at my friend's lake house. The second night we decided to hang out in the hot tub, where we all proceeded to share an entire bottle of pink Whitney and then smoke before we could get we could let the alcohol kick in. Big mistake. Comma. Huge. Huge. <laughs> I went inside to the bathroom and had a moment of looking myself in the mirror where you stare at yourself and realize how incredibly fucked up you are. I pulled up my big girl I pants and head back outside to tell everyone I was going to bed. And the next thing you know, the next thing I know, my friends is slapping me awake, yelling, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I had fully fainted while Circus by Britney Spears blared through the speaker. Wait. I had such a similar instance when I got my concussion, but it was Womanizer by Britney Spears. That's crazy. The Circus album by Britney Spears <laughs> literally needs to be feared. Like when that's on something. <laughs> it causes concussions. It, it literally, like it causes work. Like, it's more damaging than football, some it, will say. No, it really is. It's true. You're seeing, girl. I have also been damaged by that album. <laughs> by Physi Britney Spears. Physically, Circus by Britney Spears has inflicted damage on me. I fucking collapsed on the ground like a frail Victorian child, except I looked much more <laughs> vulgar because I was wearing a skimpy zebra bikini <laughs> from Shein. <laughs> they all hauled me inside to the guest room where then I vomited everything I had ever eaten in my life, unfortunately puking on my poor enemophobic... Oh, my... Emetophobic. Emetophobic, yeah. Friend. I'm pretty sure that's the fear of throwing up. Um, a fellow... Oh, my God. She's a fellow... fear of throwing up. And said friend is a fellow calcular. Okay. Epic. 
Oh my god, our um, multiverse. <laughs> literally, we're multifaceted. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in so much pain and was unable to even move enough to puke in the bag. I can't imagine how horrific the sight must have looked. I was laying on the mattress covered in my own vomit while my boobs stuck graciously out in <laughs> my slutty bikini top. <laughs> I could hear my friends panicking about whether or not to call an ambulance, and all I could think about was that I hoped that they put some fucking clothes on me first. <laughs> That's crazy that she was, like, fully conscious. Obsessed. Like, obsessed. <laughs> no way was I going to the hospital looking <laughs> like an anti-drinking campaign. <laughs> this is literally me on my 21st birthday. This yeah. Is, this was a scene that I woke up to. <laughs> um, once the alcohol was out of my system, I felt physically better, but was still so incredibly high. So I laid there for hours convinced that I was going to die and that I would be found basically naked and covered in puke and eventually accept my inevitable death by trying to go into the light <laughs> one of the girls bravely volunteered to spend the night in the room to make sure i was breathing and still f- um and i still feel guilty to this day because i know how rank it smelled in there Ew, uh, that's like the h- most horrid feeling though yeah when you like are conscious of how like fucked up you are but there's nothing you can do and you're like when you're like i just need to go to sleep yeah. but you just can't Ugh horrible when you're when you literally have to be like someone has to sleep with me yeah like to make sure or like i may die like i may die i've been there <laughs> this may be my last don't, night don't worry you're seen um she's truly stronger than the marines and i have to thank her for her service the next morning i woke up miraculously right as the ra- right as the rain right as oh right, right. as rain <laughs> and found out my little episode and had sent two of my friends into literal psychosis <laughs> holy shit (laughs) turns out i had hit my head on the concrete and they thought i died in front of them they were oh my god so they were seeing dead people in the trees and monsters on the ceiling while they tried to sleep (laughs) what a night holy shit nightmare nightmare needless to say that was the last time i had ever consumed pink whitney and still gag whenever people mention it definitely gagged quite a bit while writing this that is holy insane sorry the psychosis part hello oh my god wait there's <laughs> the psychosis part is literally you were here but we were watching housewives of new york and they go on a trip and one of the girls literally slips into psychosis and new york housewives is so much funnier than beverly hills because yeah. they're not like fake they're just like new york women and they're yeah, like yeah yeah and they're like what the fuck is wrong with her they're like we can't believe because they were like all getting in a fight with her yeah and then they're like wait a minute wait a minute we can't get in a fight with her she's fucking she's fucking insane she's fucking crazy. oh my god and wait, was, what was she doing she was like I forgot. I forgot what the episode was, but they. She was like, "You did this," and they were like, "What?" Like, <laughs> no, that didn't ha- like that didn't happen. And like, this girl was like actually insane. It's like you were like where I was like, "Oh my god, this girl is like, cr-. like I like actually that's, in that's- real time saw someone like." <laughs> on like television like slip into psychosis and i was like this is actually quite concerning like she wasn't even drunk she had nothing in her where i was like damn okay. yeah that's literally you trying to convince us you don't use toilet paper <laughs> oh my god i used it i no literally ah! <laughs> i don't okay, i was cracking I don't, myself up for like two minutes thinking about that i don't want to i don't want to dive into that <laughs> we have a bidet i'll leave it at that y'all can finish y'all can put the pieces together Okay. <laughs> the More rest on of, that later. Uh, the rest of the trip went on uh, mostly without incident. The last night we were there, we took a church shuttle bus. Where the fuck are y'all? Like, I really want to know. <laughs> no, no be, be really real. <laughs> I kind of I prefer that fucking <laughs> you reading through it like that. No, where the fuck are y'all? <laughs> what the fuck? No, yeah. Like, where the fuck are y'all that you're all on a church shuttle bus? Anyways, who were giving rides for... 
for free to kids? That just don't does not sit right with me. I bombarded the poor girl I was sitting next to That's about the WeHo trolley. The string of my horrible hookups during my slut era. Olivia, if you ever see this, you were so sweet, and unfortunately, I still have not found God. At the function, a guy who I'd gone on a couple, gone out with a couple times, and who I was obsessed with, FaceTimed me and apologized for ghosting me for the last several months. Oh my God! He started flirting with me, and then God, I'm craving that feeling. <laughs> and like the little sucker I am, I agreed to see him when I got back home. He ghosted me again before I could meet up, and I've not heard from him since. Never trust a bisexual man who wears a button-down shirt, hoop earrings, and he's probably still a misogynist who happens to be a dick. Literally cosigned because that's the person who sent me into getting um, SSRIs. Cosigned. Cosigned. I'm including this antidote because there are some fabulous pictures documenting my reactions and then my subsequent lap of shame around the porta potty that I will attach below. <laughs> Accidentally, there is a picture my friend took of me in the car the day of, after my incident, which I will also share with you. I really, I think it really captures the trauma we all endured. <laughs> Love the pod. Mwah. Um, okay, so we are about to indulge in these photos. So oh God, first so up excited. is... Okay. <laughs> Wait. It's a picture of her in the car, Cackler. That looks so cozy. Yeah, Cackler Anna, you That's giving at... like dream blunt rotation. Sorry, I need to be in you've the car. Co- you've been added. <laughs> also, this spring break trip, and it's like covered in trees. Like I'm really intrigued. It's, to it's went. giving East Coast. This is definitely East Coast. Oh. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's a screenshot of said boy FaceTiming. Whoa. <laughs> the porta potty. Porta potty. Us getting all this. Y'all lore. remember when Anna died right there? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to die. LOL, it's the hot tub. It's literally a hot tub and like a brick, little brick room. Sorry, that's a little epic. Okay. Wow, okay. we took a little break and Chase made up with the cat. Yeah, we did squash the beef and he is laying on me now. Oh, that was quick. That was really quick. I mean, like, inevitably it is a cute cat. So, like, we need to do like a wait, sound bite get a comparison. Pic- get a picture the, of me with the cat to right the now. beginning. Okay. Okay, gorgeous. You better not be um, a gorgeous roommate duo when I, I get there. I, I want to see. That's really cute. Aw, kitty. Um, we will post it for you all to see. Kitty. Um, so should we get to the to the meat of our episode? Yeah. So to kick off Pride Month, we figured that me and Nick were gonna give you a very special Pride episode on our own gay experience. Whoa. Yeah. I just. Okay. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a personal touch. Yeah, we want to get personal with y'all. Like we want to build some ethos. Some okay, mm, yeah, big words. Some community, some community. Um, just we talk love about, like, to build community. We love to build community. We love to just talk about like our per- own personal experience. Maybe y'all will feel connected in any way. Maybe y'all relate. Maybe y'all can send a us kindred, a kindred thing. Maybe like I, we just want to let y'all know kindred tea. Yeah, a little kindred tea. <laughs> like everyone, there's like the age old hell of like when did you know you were gay? Mm-hmm. But like I do like to know like if any if you've had like. Did you ever, did you have like a specific moment when you were younger, when you knew? Because it always, I feel like it always happens uh-huh. when you're younger, whether or not like it's a subconscious thing that you kind of know or if like something happened where you're like, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it was like, it was such a subconscious thing, which I feel like for me, I like subconsciously knew it and I mm-hmm. knew that like something was different about me, like in uh-huh. that way. Yeah. Um, Or at least not like quote normal you know what i mean yeah 
but I didn't really like consciously like I wasn't able to like admit it to myself because that was like my worst fear like at the time as a kid of like I was like I'm not gay no same I had I subconsciously like did not admit it to myself until literally I like had sex with a guy and I was like wait and I was like wait like this is how it's supposed to feel yeah and it's not supposed to be like forced and like weird Cause like when I would, you know, try with girls or like be like dating girls or I whatever. I forget that you used to do that. Yeah. Because I like would not let myself like be gay. Like I couldn't. It wasn't even like I was actively like, oh, I can't be gay. It was just like subconscious. I was like, no, I like girls. I have to like girls. Yeah. I'm supposed to like girls. Like I didn't even think like, no, I'm not like, you know, it wasn't a conscious thing. There wasn't like I don't that. know how to explain it. I kind of agree. Like there, like especially when you're like really young because it's like also i don't think kids are like like straight kids they're not like coming up being like oh i'm different because like yeah like, they don't even have to deal with that they don't i don't know and it's just like you you do, obviously you don't even have an attraction yet like you literally haven't even hit puberty like you don't even mm-hmm. have a sexual drive yet so it's like how do you really know when you're that young but um i agree for like the longest time. like i kind of knew like subconsciously weirdest thing ever i think the first like experience i i don't which i actually have like talked to like other gay like other people about and i feel like it's way more common than i thought now but mm-hmm. like at the time literally for so long i felt so like i felt like my situation was so like isolated than like Pro most tell. people but um i don't know if i've heard this I, I have told you about it it's not like too difficult or too crazy but like um in like fourth grade there used to be this guy in my class that we used to take home from school like once a week Mm because he lived next to my grandparents and i would i would my grandparents would pick me up after school every day sheep farm yeah on the sheep farm and his grandparents lived right next to me so i was so like for some reason their parents couldn't pick him up so like he came with us on like a certain day so he was like boy next door sheep version and and he also lived like his grandparents his grandparents lived next to mine and then out in the country and then i lived next to him in the city like he lived on this like down the street from me so like just by proxy we were friends like you know how you had like neighborhood friends mm-hmm. and it's like i also went to catholic school which was like the same 20 people for like nine years so and he was in that so i was like okay like you're we just like friends by proxy yeah i guess and he was kind of like the popular boy like all the girls had crushes on him and stuff but every wednesday he would come out to our <laughs> grandparents house and we would just like you got chose i got chose every, every wednesday, every wednesday. <laughs> but um we would go like my grandparents lived on like acres of land out in like the desert so okay. like as acres a ki- of land out in the desert. so as a kid you would just like go like run around the desert and like play and we would like go and just like run around and be playing and shit and then we would always somehow would always get to a point of where like a playing like truth or dare uh-huh and it's like i dare you and we'd always like kiss you're like you're like truth or dare pink or brown (laughs) boy or girl (laughs) truth boy or girl um but yeah we would always like somehow like kiss and it was always weird because fourth grade yeah in fourth grade i know but like when i think of that i was like what was i even double digits yet in age like that's kind of i don't even think so yeah that's like before anyone even gets to talk (laughs) and i'm like i want to kiss (laughs) give me a smooch give me a smooch but it was so odd because then it's like you would just go to school the next day and like it's not even talked about and he would like go to school and then have like a girlfriend. So like I actually was born to be the other woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who it belonged to no one, who belonged to everyone. Like it was instilled in my little brain. Since as like fourth, a core memory. As like a core memory from fourth grade. Like memory and maybe like, like to an extent that does like one affect of, my life like now. But like actually I've never thought of that. But like that's wait, been wait, the, this is like a breakthrough you would not have had in therapy. Yeah, I actually. will say that. <laughs> but like I do think like because but it's so weird to think 
something like that and then i would still continually go on and be like oh i'm not like i'm not gay yeah 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 because i think it's just like you're like you're so easily can just like push that thought to the back of your head where it's like it's not even a thought anymore no, where like thing. it's so like you're like okay it's like because we were, we're born to live in delusion you literally yeah we literally were yeah but like even I like when wait, i did have i love the, how being the other woman is like a main pillar <laughs> Of, of my your, life, of yeah, life. I literally i, I it's am it's like a founding it's a building block i'm so lana pilled like since <laughs> the beginning like i'm born to be the other woman um but yeah i think like it's weird because like subconsciously you can push that back and even like being even when i did have the thought of like maybe i am i would be like oh well i'll never i'll never like outwardly live that way no same because you're like okay maybe i am but like i need to be able to fake i would always think like especially me like i was like not i couldn't I couldn't yeah. get. I I wasn't pass. <laughs> I wasn't pulling anyone. <laughs> Your little <but>. ass. <laughs> no, I. That was definitely a thing for me too because I was like, well, even if like you know, I'm not normal or whatever. Uh-huh. I, everyone is gonna like believe that I'm normal. Like yeah. I'm just gonna have to like, figure you can it play out. Play a part. Like I remember in like middle school, like early middle school. Uh huh. I was like looking up like. Vi- what like viagra was and stuff because i was like oh if i can't like get hard with my girlfriend yeah. or whatever i'm gonna have to like take viagra so i can fake it uh-huh like did- that is crazy and i fully was like yep that's gonna be the rest of my life okay did you ever have this i kind of felt it but um more kind of when you grew up because well actually i don't know if you necessarily because you like dated w- girls mm-hmm. and like but i always felt so like behind the crowd because it's like i didn't actually like come out and like start outwardly like dating men and like do, like go like being in that scene until mm-hmm. college because also i come from like a really small town and like the only gay people i knew there was like three gay people in my school and so <laughs> like that just like wasn't a thing that i like i don't know i was never like i don't anyways but um so there you was never always- had to explicitly come out I well, my thing was like I knew it. Like when I was when I was, people just assumed. So people like kind of got like you had like the fucking stupid like guys that would like be like, "Are you gay?" And you just had to be like, (laughs) "Yeah." You just tiptoe around the subject around high school. Like I was comfortable enough to like say it like senior year, but I still never told anyone just because I was like, "I'm about to leave." Yeah, like what's the point? I was like, "What's the point?" Like I don't want don't get gay bash for nothing. Yeah, I was like, I'm not because also like everyone who was gay at my school was like out like it wasn't just like oh you're gay like they were like that was all they were known for and it was kind of like they kind of made it such a thing and they like definitely got like picked on a lot so i was like i just like don't want to like subject myself to that yeah so um i was like i'm not and i like didn't really feel i also like my friend group in like high school like i didn't feel comfortable telling them because they were just kind of like objectively like i guess a part of like the popular crowd they were part of like the crowd that like everyone knew everything about so i'm like if i felt like i spilled anything to them like it was just gonna yeah it was gonna become everyone's business and i was like i don't i like didn't feel close enough to tell anyone but anyways i remember like in high school and stuff like just feeling like so behind because people are like having their first boyfriends Mm -hmm. they're like hooking up with people they're having their first kiss and i was like damn i feel so behind like i can't do any of that and i think that really like stuck with me because like my first like going to college like you freaked it? Like freak no, like yeah, I think everyone has that first year of coming out. I feel like that's very like mm-hmm. prevalent and like that like you kinda just feel like you have so much to catch up on yeah. and you're just like, Oh my god, this is how people live. Like you can outwardly live like this. Cause I remember the first It is a crazy realization. It like is. you're like, I can like this do is this. Like, oh, I can do like I can live a life like this. Yeah. Which is so crazy. And I remember like the first week of 
college like i was like fine because my whole thing i was like i'm not gonna make i don't need to make a coming out post it's like from now like i'll tell the close people that are still in my life and like now anyone who i meet in college i'll just tell them mm-hmm. so it's not it doesn't have to be this thing of like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. are you or not and i'll just be like yeah but like anyways like first couple of weeks of college i got like tinder and like all the apps and shit because i never had them before and i met up with a guy like and just like got it all done with in one night and Whoa. one i was like weirdly obsessed with this man for like a year because well like, i first mean everything like yeah it makes that sense. makes sense but i was just like in that you headspace where i was like i literally imprinted like the guy <laughs> but i was like i need to catch up with everyone like i was it, it just felt so weird it felt like just a weird weight off my shoulder once yeah. it was done and i was like oh my god like this is how like normal like just like yeah adolescence is. well i think there is like yeah there's something to be said about like gays having this like delayed I guess experience, experience because yeah. you don't have you know you can't take a guy to prom you can't have your yeah. first kiss normally like nothing like that so you don't have that like you don't have any like typical high school experience or like adolescent experience it's crazy yeah and like I also think like even like I feel like cold I don't know if culture is the right word but like internet culture at least was so different now comparative like back in the time of like we were in high school because I remember the first person I remember on like that I saw like any sort of like quote unquote like representation mm-hmm. of like gay person was literally Troy Sivan when he dropped his because I remember he dropped I found Troy Sivan I wasn't like on his YouTube stuff yeah I found him through I remember I was still like I said I was always been a Swifty and she posted a screenshot of one of his song Wild his song oh. off his like EP before Blue Neighborhood even came out and it's like who is this guy? And I like went and found him and then I went on a deep dive of his like YouTube and stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, he's gay. And I was like, and I like his music. And it was like, I don't know that representation like wasn't really like, yeah, maybe the twink representation, the the representation in question was just (laughs) twink. I don't know. Like it wasn't as like prevalent and like, I don't know that conversation like wasn't really being like had back then. Like as it is now. Who's having that conversation? I don't know. Like uh, the internet was just like a weird place back then. Mm hmm. And, like, especially comparative now, like, no one's, like, having this, I don't know. Like, I feel like now it's a much more, like, welcoming space yeah. to an extent. Like, it's easier to find. Like, if you're on the internet, you can, like, connect. You can see a bunch of people. Just, like, not even, like, celebs, but just, like, a bunch of, mm-hmm. like, like, you scroll on TikTok and you you will see a gay man. Yeah. Oh, at the time, I feel like. But, like, that wasn't, like, a thing that you just, like, constantly yeah. saw on the internet. There wasn't well, we that- had, like, Kurt Hummel and Glee. Yeah, and I didn't watch Glee, so I had no. I mean, representation. I didn't yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the the representation we were getting was just such stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gay, and it wasn't really like, oh, how like can like, I don't know. It wasn't just like uh, like a classmate. Yeah, I we guess. didn't have enough, I guess, material to work with. Yeah, it wasn't really like, how can I live a normal life without ha- like if you didn't feel specifically like flamboyant? I guess maybe the word is. I know that's. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't fu- fit in the typical, like, at the time, like, very cookie-cutter, like, gay if you want a, Yeah, if you want a cookie-cutter, I don't know. This sounds, like, kind of silly to even say out mm. loud, but, like, normalize, like, what it looks like to just, like, that's not, like, your... Oh, this is what I mean, actually. Now I can, like, form my process. If they, if there was representation, like, their whole representation was just them being gay, mm-hmm. not just, like, a person. Yeah. Like, now it's like, oh, you can just have a person do whatever, and then, like... And, and also be gay. And also be gay. Yeah. Like, the whole thing about them isn't just them being gay. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, they do X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they I think just, that's And they the just thing. happen to be 
gay. Like it doesn't have to be this whole thing, yeah. you know? That's what I remember. It's interesting you say that because I remember thinking at the time that I was like, this can't be my life because like I, you know, like I'm not that person that like this is like my entire life. Yes, exactly. I and felt the same way. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck, like, I guess that's the only way you can like sort of be gay, you know, because it was much less like normalized now. Mm-hmm. And I am like thankful that, you know, those people who did kind of make it their entire personality, they were the ones that like really were on the forefront of the movement. Oh, yeah. Like no bash to them at yeah. all. And like, like they definitely kind of, were like the catalyst of like. Yeah. And we, you know, we wouldn't be where we are now, but I think it's funny to, to reflect on the fact that yeah. like, that's all you could see back then. So it was mm-hmm. very like. And I also like don't want to make it to a point where like it's being like pick me where you're like, I'm gay, but I'm not that gay. Yeah, like, no, bitch, no, no, I no. was listening to Lady Gaga oh, and no, Taylor yeah. Swift. Like, I'm not saying that, but it's just like not in a pick me way. But not in a pick at the yeah. time when we're when you're like 12. That's the way you're gonna think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agreed. mean, maybe I was a pick me at 12. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Sh- tough me. Maybe maybe I was being a little pick me at 12. <laughs> I, I don't I know, but um, but yes, I guess speaking of like representation and like your perception like that. Um, Wait, I'm. Oh, continue. Sorry, sorry. What? I was just going to say, how was your coming out um, received? Like, yeah, did you yeah, have- yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. So my perception, because my older brother is gay. Yeah. And Damn, double homicide. <laughs> double homicide, literally. Your parents are like, <laughs> please. No, literally. My the mom Garros, was like, enough. The Garros name is not. <laughs> there's, no, there's something in the water. This is the, gen- <laughs> the generation where it ends. <laughs> Yeah, I'm ending a bloodline. Well, actually, we have my sister, so we'll see. Yes. Um, but yeah, my brother is also gay. And like growing up, um, I think I did like, yeah, I think I talked about it a little bit on uh, Julia uh, or on Julia's bonus episode. Um, but me and my brother like don't speak anymore. He like really was, you know, not a great, I guess, like role model growing up and like you know didn't really treat me very well um so we yeah i didn't really he wasn't like a gay role model like by any means and Not i think someone he, you could like look up to yeah no i mean i think he really like struggled with it and yeah. uh, you know like where we grew up it like was not you know, I mean, just like everywhere kind of at the time. That's also just like surprising to me just in the fact that like by proximity you're so close to new york city mm-hmm so it's odd that like well it's like preppy suburbs you know i guess you're right i guess that's more like a but yeah was greenwich like kind of republican in like a sense of like the values because it is kind of like a wealthier yeah i think like the adults were a bit better but like the you know kids like in middle school and high school were just like brutal it was like not accepted um greenwich is greenwich oh. old money or new money greenwich is like old money that's what i would think because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of, i feel like east coast is so old yeah money. i feel like west coast is definitely new money yeah but yeah it's very old money very like conservative and like yeah you can't be like out of line like just checking if i fit in like interesting yeah so yeah i think he, had a, he, if I fit in. he had a really <laughs> tough time and uh kind of like acted out and everything. I guess yeah, that makes sense. And so I in my head was like, well, this is my way of rationalizing it. I was like, well, I can't be like the second disappointment. Oh. Because like he was gay mm-hmm. and like 
my parents, you know, ended up like, you know, warming up to it. And I think he kind of, I'm thankful that he kind of like set the path before me because I think he took the brunt of like my parents kind of not knowing what to do and like being a little confused, like, especially like culturally, like in France, like, is that not a thing? No, you like don't want to be gay. It's like very, again, like old, old Old money vibes, old school, like don't be out of line. Like if someone's gay, like it's very hush hush, like don't talk about it, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think given that that's how my parents grew up, I think they handled it well eventually and Mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of warm up to it and got used to it. So I'm thankful that that was done before me. And Um, like, I would have to like think like if even we, like how we were talking about were like, oh, like at our time there wasn't that representation. It's like, at least we still had like Twitter and stuff. Like when it was like coming up because your brother's older than you. Yeah, he is. So it's like, he was even like before that time when mm-hmm. they're like, he probably felt even less representation. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And like he, he had like a YouTube channel at the time where he would do like oh covers. God, really? Yeah. And he was like, mi- like a mildly, mildly YouTube famous. Mm-hmm. And so like, I remember people at school would be like all the time. They'd be like, Oh, like your brother's so like gay or like whatever. Uh, and like, tell me that. And then I was like, well, I don't want I don't want people to say that about me. Yeah, it becomes such a like a thing. Yeah, and like, so that just becomes your identity. Yeah, so I like I think that really played a huge part in like delaying my coming out. Fair. And I I only came out my f- uh, second semester freshman year of college. I remember it was January eleventh. It was January sixth. <laughs> because I where were up. you January eleventh? <laughs> I hooked up with a boy uh, over winter break, and then I flew back to school. Oh, my God. Yeah, because this happened in back home. Back home. So, yeah, we were kind of, like, sneaking around during, like, winter break. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is real. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, keep living a lie. Like, Mm -hmm. I literally had this double life. It was crazy. And I was, like, lying to everyone. And I was like, I can't keep doing this, whatever. I got back to school. I was like spiraling. Yeah. I remember I actually. <gasps> oh my God. Now continue going. Uh, I, the one like tender moment that me and my brother have is that I called him first. And yeah. technically, yeah, he's the first person I told. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. I guess that was me like craving that connection. Um, I remember him being like sweet about it. You know, didn't lead anywhere because we still don't talk. But yeah. but at least like yeah, in I, the moment he could be like yeah. sweet about it. And then I called my dad and then my mom and I was like literally a mess by the end. But really? sometimes I'm like, I kind of wish I recorded it, but then I'm like, <laughs> whatever. That's so funny. I, I like. Totally I don't know if I. I don't know if it's like a great memory for me. Look yeah. Back on. I don't really like. I feel like nowadays. Like if like nowadays we were in high school, like at the in 2023, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like there's not as much of a need to come out now. That's yeah, and I, I would agree. have much preferred not having to. I feel like it was very like very difficult for me and like very like anxiety causing, like feeling like I owed yeah, yeah everyone yeah. to tell them. That's that was kind of my point when I was like, I'm like I don't want to make like a 
I don't need to make an Instagram post about this. Oh I don't need God. to make a. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. need to make a statement. Like it's not a. It's. Yeah. It's not that deep. No but, tea, no shade to those who do. Yeah. No. No tea, no shade to that. Like I'm not like discrediting yeah, yeah, yeah. that, but I just felt like personally for me, it's I just, just a different like, way of like dealing with it. I just like I didn't want to. I don't know if like bring it bring. I don't know. I just didn't want to like. It didn't need to be this whole thing for me. Yeah. And I was like, but I do remember. It's like obviously like I did want to tell like certain people, and I remember like after like I like. First time, because before the first time I hooked up or like did anything with a guy, like when I did it, the first person I did anything mm-hmm. with, I was just like got it all done. But I didn't tell anyone I was going to do this. I wasn't out to anyone at the time, and I yeah. just remember like after that, I was like freaking out, and I was like, okay, now like it ha- like now I need, you have to deal with. I was it. like, now I need to tell someone like it's official. Like this is re- like I don't know like this, is- and I was like I remember like. But I was just so anxious, and I couldn't tell my cousin for like a week, and then finally I just like broke down to her and like told her. But like. I don't know. I like, it took me a while to like tell, I don't, I didn't call my parents. Uh I also like, just didn't want it to be a thing with them. Like, I didn't feel like I, this might sound weird, but I didn't feel like I owed them like telling them my whole thing was going to be like my sister, like brought home, like her, like got to bring home her boyfriend and just be like, Oh, this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it wasn't a thing. So I'm like, I feel like it should be able to be the same for me. Like I was like, okay, like eventually when that's I, a queen like, move. Yeah. So it's just like, eventually when I like, if I'm in a relationship or if I am talking to someone and I want to bring that up to them, I'll be like, Oh, like he, this is my boyfriend or, you know? Yeah. So it's like, like, don't make it a thing. Yeah. Like I didn't make it a thing. I, I really just told people that I wanted to like, like my cousin, I felt comfortable telling her and I just want to like kind of talk to her about stuff. But like you said, I didn't feel like I owed anyone. Like I didn't owe them to tell. Like I needed to make it a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I. I but I remember that week was so anxiety provoking. Like I remember there's videos of me. And Hannah's like, "You're acting really fucking weird." <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "It's so funny to like look back on it because I didn't know what you were going through. I just thought you were being fucking weird." <laughs> it was showing. <laughs> she was like, "It was showing." She was, like, she was like, "You were not hiding it well." <laughs> You were digmatized. I, no, I literally was. And I was like, I need to tell you about this, man. Sorry. I was a little digmatized. I think, I think it's so funny how everyone has a different, like, re, like way of dealing with coming out and, like, kind of yeah. reacting to it. But, yeah, I totally can relate to your thing of not wanting to make it a thing. Yeah. I think I, di- I did it purely just because I wanted it to be over with. And I was like, sure. okay, I'm just going to come out to them and, like, don't ever ask me about it again. Like, yeah, I agree. I, I need to, like, deal with this trauma before I can even, like... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like growing up gay was, like, deeply traumatizing. I don't know. Like, I it's, feel it's like on ju- a weird, like... Se- I feel like I've worked through a lot of it, but, like, on a weird subconscious level, like, there was a lot of shit where I was, like... I don't even know if it's, like... I, th- I think a lot of anxiety that I do have, like, does root from that. Because mm-hmm. I just remember, like... It is a really anxious thing because I think about it like being back like closeted. And I remember like going to school and it was such a fear of like if someone's going to ask you if like yeah. you're gay or like well, what didn't do you, you do? used to delete the music on your iPod? I literally, yeah, like That's so crazy. anxiety. Like I used to delete the music off my phone that I considered like gay just so like in the instance that someone's like, oh, I want to see your no. phone. Sky Ferreira needs a stream, But I'm like, I'm trying to listen to Sky Ferreira and Red by Taylor Swift. Oh my God. <laughs> also, I totally forgot to mention this. I was like low key outed in high school. Oh my god! By who? Should we name drop? Let's name drop and dox. No, I, you know them, and I don't. want Oh, okay, yeah. Have I told you this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
but and it's weird because now i'm like friends with them still mm-hmm. but like it's weird at the time because i had such like resentment. Well, are you friends with them yeah, yeah. it's odd anyways like it was like a weird thing like i was in a group of like i think like a friend group of like five there was like five of us mm-hmm. and um we all had like school computers at the time like the think pads we literally had think pads yeah. you know you went to a low income school when you get the government subsidized <laughs> think pads when they rolled no we got the think pads really yeah oh maybe we were maybe no, you were flued maybe out we were 50th flu- in education yeah maybe 50th in education was getting flued out <laughs> my fucking um title one school <laughs> but um it was chalkboards no it, it, yeah um but um anyways we had the think pads and stuff so like everyone would just have their computers out and we'd have like times where you would just like i don't know like weren't i wasn't at would my have ki- parallel play <laughs> yeah we time. would have enrichment parallel play but um i would be on like twitter and stuff like I, we were just fucking around so like i would just be on like twitter and instagram and shit but I remember this was senior year and this was when I was like getting comfortable and I was like, oh yeah, like I am gay, but I'm not like, I don't owe anyone to like tell anyone and I didn't feel comfortable telling any of my friends at the time. But, um, so at the time I was just like randomly like DMing people off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like I remember this one guy was like, oh, I think you're cute or something. And we were just like kind of like being really flirty and stuff. Like very, like if you were reading these messages, you'd be like, oh, like you're gay type yeah. of thing. Like it, you could elude that. And, um, this one person in my friend group got my Twitter password and like my Twitter account went through it, logged onto my account, like on his phone. And like, so he could like go and like look at my account and stuff, went through my DMS and like, this is like such a high school thing. No, it is. No. And it went through my DMS and like, was like, I like, I saw you like, and he told, and he was like, would, and he like came up to like confronted me one day and he was like, I saw your DMS. With and he like dropped oh and he like dropped the, and he dropped the name. Oh, and I, I know you. And I, I was like, you had like a cold shiver. I literally was like, I I went to the bathroom and I think I threw up. And I was just like, what? And I was like, what? Huh? I was like, how? And he like, and then I like went and checked and like you can check like where it's, like people log in. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. And, and someone did log into my oh account my and I like and I, and I was like and he was like, and I think at the time like we were on good terms. And he was like holding it over my head because I think he like it was so high school because he like wanted to infiltrate this friend group because it was four of us. And he was like, he was like, and he so he was kind of holding that above me to like because I didn't he was to weasel his way to in. weasel his way in. And I was like, oh, I don't like. This. And I was and I, I it literally was like blackmailing me. And then like he told I know he told them because at one point I got in a fight with one of the girls in that, and she was like. I saw your DMs. She's like, "Do you want me to bring like like oh at a fight?" She like brought that it up, was and I was spreading. Like, and I was spreading, and I was like, "Fucking!" A. And I remember like it was right before winter break. Yeah. And I was like, "I just got to get it through this. I just have to get through this week, and then I don't have to see any of these people for two weeks, and hopefully it just blows over. Like no one sees it." So like halfway was at like I know he saw that and like told them, but like I'm sure they could have assumed I was gay. Yeah. But like just knowing that, I was like. I could throw up right now. It was that. It is, was like it was the fucking worst. Fucked up. I totally forgot about that, and that's such a suppressed thing. And like I had oh, so much, re- so much shit where I'm like, I don't remember that, and it's probably yeah. For my like own I, good. I just remembered it right now, and I like suppressed that so much, and I like really resented this guy. And it's so odd that now, like, randomly, he's like, I still saw him, and like eventually, I, I don't know, like I, he, and t- the thing is, I knew where he was coming from because he's also gay. Yeah. 
but so also it was wasn't, like projection. It also wasn't out, but I think like obviously it was just projection, and like I can like I don't know. I I was like I don't. Both of y'all extremely <laughs> fruity. Both of all, both of us queening out. <laughs> us and my Twitter DMs queening <laughs> out together. But anyways, I was like I didn't have it in me to hold the garage, and like we got over it, and like somehow now we're still friends, Ugh. which is really interesting. Yeah. I'm, like it's crazy, like where life can take you. <laughs> you can you can always forgive. You can always forgive. But I'm there's so there's so much room in your heart. There's so much room. I'm just like, wow. what can I say? Like, I'm just like a really great forgiving person. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, good for you for forgiving them. That's, yeah. Wow, she's she's put in some work. She had like literally. I remember I was like, I never want to see you again. But like, he just kept popping up in my life. Like he just like I could not get rid of him. He was everywhere. So I was like, finally, I need to break that. Like we need to we need to squash this beef. <laughs> The shit where you pull someone aside at a party and you're like, can we squash this beef? Come on. Let's Did go to the balcony. To an extent, yeah. But like, I love just, that. Like, hang out. We need to bring that back. We need to start squashing beef at parties. Yeah. Sorry. People lost their social skills in COVID and they stopped going up they to They stopped squashing beef. You know what I do miss? Like, I know this is so off topic. Yeah, yeah I yeah. miss when Twitter was fucking reckless. I don't know if your school is like this, but my school, Twitter was beef. You would name drop and like, it wasn't even a subtweet. It'd be like, this person's a fucking yeah. bitch. And I'd be like... We had that, and then Ask FM was huge. Oh, but I knew, yeah. I knew better. I knew better. A bitch. I knew. I was too scared for just like in person that. for someone to do that. Obviously, all my Twitter things were yeah. gonna be like, or all my Ask FMs were gonna be like, yeah, you gay. It was always like the really like these like annoying ass girls in like middle school who would like yeah. turn around and be like, "Are you gay?" Yeah, and then like all their friends would be like, <laughs> "Yeah," it's like, and I was like, "Ugh, I bitch. literally, I hate you." Did you have like an ally at your school? Like, who was your like? Did you have a hag? I had so many hags. Ugh, I love yeah. the hag. Like looking but, back, and, and it's had... hags that never ask you yes. if you're gay. No, that's a true hag. That's a no. Speak. That's a it's true so hag true. who just knows, and they. They, they don't, don't give ask a fuck. you. They don't give a they fuck. They don't give a fuck. They don't see you any other way. And it's so funny because I feel like a lot of the girls I surrounded myself with in high school were not that hag, but like, to, like I had. You're not that girl. They're not that girl. They were not that they're girl. They're not that girl. But now thinking back, and I was like, I, like I know the true hags that I grew up with. That like I maybe weren't in my direct friend group, but I was like friends with them like by proxy in class. Like yeah. we would talk and be like, but we never really hung out outside of school. But I was like, damn, that is my hag. Like she, I was telling. um me when I see a hag, that is my hag. That is my hag. Like there were some girls where I'm like, oh my god, you would have rode for me and fought. Like you have defended me from so many men, and like I yeah. owe you my life. Like for no reason. Like for no, like you had no reason to do that, and you did. Yeah. Like quite honestly, quite honestly, hags are the like stepping stone of like society. Yeah. Like I think a gay man would be nothing without his hag. I personally think that in addition to Pride Month, we should have Hag Month. We should. And or add an H to the LGBTQ. Put another H in that alphabet. <laughs> for hag. For hag. Sorry, <laughs> they are so pivotal. They are so crucial. Hags are pivotal. They're pivotal and crucial to our development. It's so as a queer community. Cosine. 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 So we did have a submission from a cackler, Chris, and they wanted us to speak on issues such as um. They don't feel included. They right. wanted to talk about they don't feel really included and in belonging into the queer community and how we like how we feel in that space and mm-hmm. kind of i don't know i guess like just our like, reaction to that kind of our reaction to that like i what do you what does you what do you take on that um yeah so i just from what i've read from the dm but it kind of sounds like they don't feel as represented and they were saying like they're only friends with lesbians and i guess gay men 
or at least like within the modern definition of like pride and like celebrating pride Mm -hmm. that it is like a very like white or like traditionally like like white and like exclusionary by like yeah a lot of gays that are like that um no totally because i um so and obviously as like two white gays we can't speak on like us feeling excluded since it like you know, kind of is always focused on people like us. Like to an extent, like we are the, the exclude. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like Um, like obviously our, like what's the word? Our experiences are going to be very different than people of like like people people of of color color and like like people, like obviously like I, non-cis people. Yeah. Like we are obviously very privileged in that sense that like our experience wasn't like, all of these, like, I had, like, anxiety-provoking ones, but, like, overall, like, I was accepted by, like, my, my family and friends and stuff. Like, I yeah. didn't, like, have that aspect to worry about, so I can't, like, get up here and preach, like, oh, being gay is so, like, X, Y, Z. Like, mm-hmm. it's so awful. Like, you're going to feel so... Or, like, it's so great. Like, everything is perfect when you're yeah, gay. Yeah, like, yeah. I... Like, obviously, everyone's experience is different. I know people, like, do go through, like, hardships. And especially now at a time where, like, queer, especially trans people are such under attack by the law. And, like, it's such a freakish time right now. I feel like everything is so, like, ass backwards. And, like, we're just, like, reverting to, like, old times. And it's very scary. Yeah. And I think, I guess, like, no, I definitely agree. It's, like, scary fucking times. And I feel like if, you know, the convention and i do think like it is trending in the right direction like at least like pride and like the way it's celebrated and Uh everything is like becoming much more inclusive to Mm -hmm. like minority groups and like people who wouldn't previously feel included yeah and i do think that um yeah i guess i mean the way like gays have always done it is like finding little pockets of people who are like you so Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, like even in like the traditional pride movement, like there are people who don't fit in. And if you feel like that's you, like I feel like creating those little bubbles and like pockets is how you really, I guess, figure out how you're going to fit in. I don't know. Yeah. I think pride. It's okay to not. And especially like celebrating pride. I feel like it should be inclusive to like everyone and not just like, like service, like a certain group, like white cis gays like yeah exactly i feel like you have other like there's other open up the pit open up the pit like there's room for everyone exactly but um i do also agree that when they said that they didn't really feel included in like the gay scene i guess to an extent it is a bit cliquish yeah like i think it's very judgy Mm -hmm. to an extent not always yeah but like there is that underlying like amount. it can feel like that it can feel very judgy like even when you're in the same room as like a gay person for some reason sometimes there's like that weird like competition competition or like tension yeah and um i don't know and like also with like people's grinder like profiles and they're like no like fat or friend like it's very like yeah yeah, yeah. they're very like exclusionary. like exclusionary and i feel like it would it is very like it makes sense that you don't feel like included in that when that's kind of very prevalent. It's like set up. When that, it's kind of very as set up. Exclusionary, as, it's yeah. kind of set up as exclusionary. And like, hopefully I do agree. Like, I think it is trending in like the right direction, but mm-hmm. like I see where it's still very exclusionary and like how easy it is to not, like if I didn't, like honestly, I didn't feel like close to a group of like gay people until like 
quite honestly like i moved here like mm. or like the last like when i met like you and like our friends and like at asu like i didn't feel like that close to like any sort of like i didn't feel any sort of like queerness in my life until yeah, like, yeah, especially yeah. until moving here yeah so like ex- and i'm like i'm in la it's like a huge city it's like one of the gayest cities in the world so it's like especially if you're if i was still in bumfuck Casagrande, yeah, yeah, yeah. like obviously it's i'm not gonna feel like included in like a queer community maybe pride is the friends we make along the way whoa cosine because that was some real shit you just said Ah. but what is your thought like i feel like especially now it's a weird time and like especially legislation is like very against the very like i I don't know i feel like we're in a weird time where it's backwards where like this queer community is an attack especially trans people and they and drag queens where they're saying like being outwardly like this is just is like pedophilic and like trying to groom children yeah and like it's outwardly that's obviously just crazy but yeah the point is like they know that it's crazy and they know that saying this like you know isn't this isn't true and like whatever um but it's sad that they think it's true yeah but the thing is it's just like i think like fascism is like literally on the rise in this country like fucking ron DeSantis and like all this like anti-lgbt rhetoric um and they just like will throw anything at the wall to like try to enrage this like mass of like trumpies that we still have which are like very easy to manipulate yeah i mean if you like make up any like horrible shit about any group it's really easy to like villainize them yeah and then that's you know that becomes very easy to pass laws against a group of people who are villainized and like not seen as human yeah and so that's how we end up in a situation where like florida yeah i mean and like yeah it's just it's a scary time that like that's something that we have to be fighting against and yeah it's also just hard to kind of like know what to do and like to an extent there's not much that we can do except kind of vote and like you know, it's like that meme where like the world is ending. Like, what would you do? And then the guy's like, I would vote. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes it does kind of feel, feel like, like that. that. Yeah, agreed. But yeah. Yeah. It also does feel odd like, or so much different, like coming from Arizona to California, like California's, especially LA, is so much more like accepting and diverse. And like, definitely like those views are like not like, the comp like that's like not the thought process here Mm -hmm. but like going back to arizona like those trumpies are still very prevalent there and like those like i don't know it's probably like a very scary time in like arizona and i can't imagine because arizona even swung like blue in this last election Mm -hmm. so i can't imagine like even more like oh they're probably so mad like other state like i remember like oh my god like like i said like florida is fucking insane and like i'm pretty sure they passed I actually let me fact check this before I say it out <laughs> yeah, loud. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Pause. Okay, sorry. Um, well in Florida, I remember oh fuck. I remember Ethel Kane posting about this and I was like, reading about it. But um cuz she Ethel Kane if you don't know, if y'all better know who Ethel Kane is, but um she is a trans a trans woman who makes excellent music and she well she that being her bio that being my bio <laughs> who makes excellent music but um she's from the south and um she gets her um health through florida so this is a big thing for her and she was talking about how um 
this there's a gender affirming care ban that's going on in Florida. And basically it is um, a new law that bans gender affirming care for minors. So if you are under the age of 18, you are not, they don't allow you to transition there. Yeah. And I think that's, and it's more than just minors. It also requires a physician to see, oversee any healthcare related to transitioning um, for people that see a doctor. Oh, and it has to be a doctor in person. And I was reading, it said those rules have been particularly um, burdensome, basically, um, because many people receive their trans-affirming cares to nurse practitioners and telehealth, which kind of now this law, like... Oh, they only have to be in person. Now they have to be in person yeah. and they have to get from like a certain doctor. That's and so, so stupid. It's been like very burdensome. And like for what reason? But... The thing is, doctors and pharmacists are allowed to refuse to treat transgender um, people based on, like, their religious views. What? Like, practice through their own religious views. So, this, like... crazy. Basically, they have made it legal to discriminate against trans people wanting to... um, That has to be unconstitutional. No, it is. And, like... That is unconstitutional. No, literally everything they're doing in Florida is so unconstitutional. I don't fucking get it. But, like, so now... When you just saw that state off... Literally, f- yeah. US. Oh my god! And there's a whole thing like Disney World is in a war against yeah. Ron DeSantis. Like he is a fucking like, yeah. He's an awful piece of shit. But yeah, so basically, like, there's the, like a whole thing about Disney considering leaving Florida. Yeah, over this Disney, thing because it's so bad. Basically, it was like I forget the thing. It was like don't fuck with Mother Nature, and the Mother Nature in Florida is Disney. Disney, yeah. like they are. The, they own. They the own Florida. State, they yeah. yeah, like they are the biggest like revenue builder. Like, Ugh, I hope he gets got. And he's running for president. Fuck ass. But yeah, no, I just think it's really sad that like in a time now, like so many laws, like, and that's like not the only one, like so many like trans bills have been, or drag bills have been passed to ban drag performances. Like there's so like, if y'all really cared about like children, like that's not what you would be like focusing your like your fight on. That's not a fight that needs to be had. Like there's nothing wrong with that you're just villainizing like a minority group and like now like obviously when you make these laws and they held such like and you're demonizing like such power. a small group like that's gonna change like the culture and like uh, it's not just like oh that's a law like that changes like the culture and how like like even when like Trump yeah. became president like i remember like seeing like like it has real like, effects it, it like, has it's real effects not... and these people feel like they have like like oh someone else like thinks this way so like it's mm. okay to be like yeah, like oh like i'm allowed to act yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, elect- yeah. allowed to be like a heinous person like shit it's it's weird to think about but like and it sounds stupid but it's true like shit on the tv like does have a real world yeah effect. it has a real effect in real life like and it's like, crazy this it's, like anti like gay rhetoric you know like i've had some family be like oh like it'll just blow over in a few years whatever and i'm like yeah, but what happens in those few years, like, matters, yeah. unfortunately. And, and, like, the only reason it does blow over is because, like, people do shit about do it. Do shit about it. So, it's, like, obviously something needs yeah. to be done about this, yeah. which is insane. And it's, like, like... things do happen. Things do be happening. They do be happening. Okay. So, we have just been, uh, kind of been talking about a lot of negatives <laughs> right now in the um, queer community. So... We want to go on a little lighter note and talk about some good things that are happening in the community. It's what this podcast is about. It's what this podcast is about. Um, one big thing that did happen is, um, like we have talked about, um, there's been a lot of like attack on the drag community, and like they've been trying to ban like 
shows and stuff, which destroys people's livelihoods and their source of income. Um, but a federal judge, I think this like well, I think this is like a good first domino into effect of like. Anyways, this is a like good shit improving. this is a good first step for how this could blow over and like shit will improve. But a federal judge rejects the Tennessee drag show ban as unconstitutional. Basically, the drag show ban in Tennessee was like drag performances cannot be public and it cannot be in sight of children. Mm-hmm. So that like such that such vague statement can very much be like anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's also like it's bad because it leaves it open to interpretation. Yeah. Which like cops and like yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone else is just going to feel free to like interpret it their own fucking way. Yeah, it, and it just means more violence for like trans people and like drag performers and just gay people in general. Yeah. It's a very blanket statement. But anyways, a federal judge did reject this um, ban and deemed it unconstitutional. So, oh, U.S. District Judge Thomas Parker, um, actually appointed by um, <laughs> by Donald Trump, which is crazy. Yeah, he was the one that I love when you do research. I do research. I love research. Was the one that ruled that this is both unconstitutionally vague and sub- substantially overbroad. Oh my god, not him turning on his he girlies. He literally turned yeah. on his girlies and did he did one for the gays. Whoa. And I and I have to applaud him. Sorry, that's a hag. Sorry, Thomas Parker, you queened out a little bit. So he <laughs> period. So I think that's a good sign of seeing that if a Republican lawmaker can view that this is yeah. obviously not ridiculous. right, ridiculous. Hopefully for that like party downright nasty. It's downright fucking nasty. It's it's downright right nasty. nasty. Mm-hmm. It sure fucking is. And absurd. It's absurd. Homosexuals. Homosexuals. These homosexuals. <laughs> but yeah, so that's some good news and hopefully that has um bigger effects. I feel like that ripple hopefully goes to the entirety of the pond and just knocks out Whoa. all this fucking nasty shit that's happened in the world <laughs> in this country this might real, I add. D- there are some real dirty dirty what's the demi lovato thing where it's like oh, fat ugly <laughs> no it was her performance of sorry not sorry <laughs> when it was like flop nasty big <laughs> and she's like sitting in the crowd and she's like so many dirty she, no, dirty she goes, lies she goes there's so much hate in the world oh yeah and everyone starts <laughs> clapping she's like there's so much hate in this world but we have to rise up and never say sorry Baby, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It's sorry. It's a I'm little obsessed epic. Obsessed with it. Sorry, I had to stand up right now and actually perform. I don't know. So I'm sitting. I don't know what we were talking about before, but yeah. But yeah. Um. Well, should we wrap it up with our little closing statements? Yeah, I think we should. So let's thank get, you. Let's get to the the dessert of this episode. Oh, do we still have to do that? No, I'm just talking. Oh. Um. Yeah. So thank you all for tuning into our. Our grand return episode. Yes. Um, and we have more Pride content coming this month. Yeah, we have a lot of Pride stuff. Coming. Don't forget about Swipe or No Swiping, yes. our new dating segment that we're going to do once a month. So we're still taking submissions. Explain to anyone who's listening who's new. Yeah, what? so there's a highlight on our Instagram page that you can click through, okay. which like, kind of explains it. But uh, basically, we're taking submissions. You just send us like basically a brief description or like even screenshots of your dating profile. And we are going to play Cupid and try to match you up with other cacklers who have also submitted. Yes. Uh, and then we'll kind of like throw you guys in a Instagram group chat 
mm-hmm. you know, to like pair you guys up and then whatever, you and know. Hopefully, and, love is in the air. And Bob's your uncle, mm-hmm. as they Bob's say. Bob's your fucking uncle. So we just thought it'd be like funny and like, yeah, we're yeah. just being silly, goofy. We're trying to find a trade of the summer. Yeah. So yeah, get on board. Send us your profile. And as usual, we also take Jester Hotline submissions yes. all the time. Yes. Well, little girls, that concludes this week's episode. But okay, don't miss us too much because we are feeling much better and <laughs> we will not be taking a two-week break, <laughs> at least this week. I cannot <laughs> promise how well our health is, mental health is going to be. You're going to wear your helmet. Yeah, I don't know how, much, how great my mental health will be in the future but at least for this week we're feeling on a roll we're feeling great and that's and let's celebrate that and let's celebrate that we will see y'all next week love Love you guys what the fuck you laughing at broke people should never laugh